This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Thursday, 16 February, Year of Our Lord, 2023. That's Asbury University in Wellmore, Kentucky. The Holy Spirit uh, there and young people coming from, looks like now, all over the country and the world. Something going on big. We're going to hopefully have some folks out there to be able to explain it all to us. Um, if not tonight, then tomorrow. Going to get into it. Um, there are a lot going on. And I, I want to bring in Peter Navarro, Dr. Peter Navarro. That his podcast that we're we're putting up on uh, on Getter and uh, and uh, and pushing it out hard is the 18th ranked or so it, it peaked at 17 the 17th ranked um, podcast in America. Peter, I, I know you, you can see this at your studio. Um, oh, Peter's on uh, by phone. Mm, Peter, anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got the uh, Financial <laughs> Times of London, and here's what we got: we got the we got the mullah, we got the head mullah in uh, in Persia. In Iran, yeah. he's there with full military escort in Beijing, right, as a power move because they're, they're consolidating the land, Europe, Eurasian landmass with their partners, and that would be in Persia, the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia, uh, the um, Turkey, Pakistan, a couple of the Central Asian stands, North Korea, and wait for it, Russia. Okay, and, and the mullah, yeah. the head mullah is accepted to go to, to invite Xi to Tehran, and he's gone. Now, with all that, Peter, we just finished uh, the commander-in-chief, quote-unquote, of the United States, illegitimate Joe Biden, in an absolute humiliation today. Uh, Peter, I want to play this, and I want your come. We're going to play, a, we're gonna play about half of it. I think he's up there for five or ten minutes. We're going to play a couple of minutes of it. I want your response. Let's go ahead and play it, uh, Denver. 
So I uh, more like to a relationship issue. Uh, you have a, the Chinese spy airship that went through. You've got China buying more oil from Russia. You've got China, uh, you know, uh, opening up cases uh, in the U.S. trying to steal U.S. technology from universities. The President Xi is going to be meeting with the Iranian president. At what point do you re review uh, a big review of the U.S. relationship with China? And at what point does the president ask for a call from President Xi? Again, I don't have a, a call to, to talk about today. Let me just, again, level set here, and I know I'm uh, running close on time, but yeah. uh, sorry. No, it's not here. Uh, but <laughs> the, the president met with President Xi at Bali at the G20. The whole purpose of that discussion was to move this relationship forward in a better way. Most consequential bilateral relationship in the world, the president knows that. Uh, and he wanted to move that relationship forward uh, in a better way. And Secretary Blinken was dang near wheels up trying to head to Beijing to have those kinds of conversations, to get some of these uh, communication uh, vehicles and venues back on track, whether it's climate change or military to military. We were willing to do that. We were looking forward to doing that. Um, and then the Chinese decided to fly a surveillance balloon over the continental United States, and it wouldn't be inappropriate to, to have that meeting. When, is, when are those discussions going to get back on the, the counter? I couldn't tell you. Uh, as, you as Secretary Blinken has said, it'll happen at the, at, the, at the appropriate time. Now is not that time. It doesn't mean, and people shouldn't take away from this, that all communication has been severed between the United States and China, that Beijing and Washington aren't talking. We still have an embassy there. We still have uh, uh, an ability through Secretary Blinken's good offices to communicate with senior uh, Chinese leaders. Uh, unfortunately, the Chinese military is not interested in talking to Secretary, uh, Secretary of Defense Austin, but, uh, but there are still ways to, to communicate. And the president would tell you that now is exactly the time to at least preserve some of those lines of communication so that we can avoid miscalculation. How does that back the relationship? Has this all, this list of things, set back the relationship? It has certainly not helped us move forward in the way that we wanted to move. Last week, in the immediate aftermath of the incurred by China's high-altitude balloon, our military, through the North American Aerospace Defense Command, so-called NOR NORAD, closely scrutinized... Uh, the, uh, our airspace, including enhancing our radar to pick up more slow-moving objects above our country, around the world. In doing so, they uh, tracked three unidentified objects, one in Alaska, Canada, and over Lake Huron in the Midwest. They acted in accordance with established parameters for determining how unidentified aerial objects in U.S. airspace. At their recommendation, I gave the order to take down these three objects due to hazards to civilian commercial air traffic and because we could not rule out the surveillance risk of sensitive facilities. We acted in consultation with the Canadian government. I spoke personally with Prime Minister Trudeau and Can from Canada on Saturday. And just as critically, we acted out of an abundance of caution and an opportunity that allowed us to take down these, these objects. Our military and the Canadian military are seeking to recover the debris so we can learn more about these three objects. Our intelligence community is still assessing all three incidences. They're reporting to me daily and will continue their urgent efforts to do so, and I will communicate that to the Congress. We don't yet know exactly what these three objects were, but nothing, nothing right now suggests they were related to China's spy balloon program or that they were surveillance vehicles from other, any other country. The intelligence community's current assessment
is that these three objects were most likely balloons tied to private companies, recreation or research institutions studying weather or conducting other scientific research. When I came into office, I instructed our intelligence community to take a broad look at the phenomenon of unidentified aerial objects. We know that a range of entities, including countries, companies, and research organizations, operate objects at altitudes for purposes that are not nefarious, including legitimate scientific research. I want to be clear. We don't have evidence that there has been a sudden increase in the number of objects in the sky. We're now just seeing more of them partially because the steps we've taken to increase our radars, to narrow our radars. And we have to keep adapting our approach to uh, delaying, to dealing with these challenges. That's why I've directed my team to come back to me with sharper rules for how we will deal with these unidentified objects moving forward, distinguishing, distinguishing between those that are likely to pose safety and security risks that necessitate action and those that do not. But make no mistake, if any object presents a threat to the safety and security of the American people, I will take it down. Sir, the question was it? There's been, sir, there's been criticism. There's been criticism that this was. A, there's been criticism that this. Sir, Mr. President, Mr. President, there has been criticism. Mr. President, there has been criticism that this was an overreaction that was done because of political pressure. You come my office and ask the question. We have more polite people. Mr. President, why have you chosen Poland for your trip to mark anniversary of the war? And what's your message? What? Whether you're speaking to President Xi, Mr. President? So, uh, more like the relationship issue. You have a, the Chinese spy airship that went through. You've got China buying more oil from Russia. You've got China, uh, you know, opening up cases uh, in the U.S. trying to steal U.S. technology from universities. The President Xi is going to be meeting with the Iranian president. At what point do you re review a big review of the U.S. relationship with China? And at what point does the president ask for a call? from President Xi. Again, I don't have a, a, a call to, to talk about today. Let me just, again, level set here, and I know I'm uh, running close on time, but yeah. uh, sorry. No, it's not your uh, But the, the president met with President Xi at Bali, at the G20. The whole purpose of that discussion was to move this relationship forward in a better way. Most consequential bilateral relationship in the world, the president knows that. Uh, and he wanted to move that relationship forward uh, in a better way. And Secretary Blinken was dang near wheels up trying to head to Beijing to have those kinds of conversations, to get some of these uh, communication uh, vehicles and venues back on track, okay. whether it's climate okay. change. Okay, let me have it. Let, let me have it. Thank you. Okay, right there we played Admiral Kirby last week, dang near wheels up. We played this, and I'm, we're going to do some inside baseball, so we'll deconstruct this. Peter Navarro joins me. This was embarrassing. Here's why. They mentioned barely. The core thing here is the thing itself. The main, you know, the main thing is the main thing. That's the spy balloon, the first one, and why he withheld the information. The three others, the, yeah, fine, we'll get to that. But that, all they want to do is pivot on that. Number one, he did not lay out a timeline at all. They're afraid of this. We now know it left Hanang probably on the 20th of January. It was picked up after coming over Japan because it can steer itself, not that it's blown by the wind, okay, out on the 28th in the Aleutian Islands. And they hid that. And he, Kirby said right there, we dang near had 
Tony Blinken wheels up as the as the Financial Times told us to go over there before the State of the Union and get things back on track. Historic meeting, thawing relations, you know, Biden's putting all together. The media, the reason they didn't take questions, he doesn't want to answer the question about what did you know and when did you know it? And why did you withhold it to everybody? Because Beijing knew what they were doing. Peter Navarro. Steve, um, you know, the first question I want to know is, did they not tell us when they knew because they wanted Blinken to be, to be able to get over there and conduct his, quote, diplomacy? That, that's an interesting question. And why was he going there instead of them coming here? The thing that sticks in my craw, which I have no, no answer from Biden, is why, why did they use... F-22s, the most sophisticated aircraft in the world, and Sidewinder missiles to obliterate these things so that you can't tell what they are. Surely there was a better way to force these things down or capture them uh, using whatever other kinds of technology. I, th- I think that would be much more useful. The idea that he would tell us uh, that certainly these other things weren't Chinese objects um, yeah, I don't, I don't trust that as far as I can throw Hunter Biden, which is not very far. You mentioned my podcast, the Taking Back Trump's America podcast. The episode today, interestingly enough, talks about how it was communist China's entry into the World Trade Organization, courtesy of Bill Clinton and, and House Republicans, uh, that laid the predicate for the destruction, the economic destruction of our country, um, and basically the rise of, of make, the Make America Great Trump movement, because it was communist China who destroyed our factories, who destroyed our blue-collar jobs, who gave rise to the discontent that gave birth to Donald Trump's presidency. And the reason why I mention it, Steve, is because you and I both know that 22 years later, they're still doing the same damn things that you and I fought in the White House to stop them from doing. I used to refer to the seven deadly sins, the counterfeiting, the piracy, the state-owned enterprises, the currency manipulation. Uh, it just goes on and on and on. And this, this idea that we're competitors with them, you know, that, that's just annoying. They, that, we're not competitors. They're trying yeah, yeah. to kill us. They, we're enemies. They're trying to kill us. We're sworn enemies. So, yeah, so sworn you enemies. Know, the pod, the pod, the Taking Back Trump's America podcast. Go to this this episode for today. You can get it on you know, at Getter or Twitter, Real P. Navarro, or just go to Apple Podcast. Yeah. But but what's important here, Steve, is that we're not dealing with the core economic problems yeah. we're facing, and China. Well, if, there's, if there's any one thing that's killing yeah. us besides the Democrats' okay. problem, we're, 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 we're going to listen China. tonight. We're, we're, we're going li- to listen tonight. We're going to get it up from 17 to the top 10. Peter Navarro, Dr. Navarro, thank you. Despite the U.S. blowing through $31.4 trillion debt ceiling in January, the leftist White House still refuses to reduce spending. While our national leadership has buried their heads in the sand, When it comes to fiscal responsibility, it's time to pull yours out. Think about this. To dig our country out of this mountain of debt, every single taxpayer in America would have to write a check for $247,000. And it's only going to get worse. 
Now would be a great time to diversify into gold with Birch Gold. In times of high uncertainty and instability, gold is king because it's dependable. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. Text Bannon, that's B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold and then talk to one of our precious metals specialists. Protect yourself with gold today by texting Bannon to 989898. That's Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898. With an A-plus rating, with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, and countless five-star reviews, you can trust Birch Gold to protect your future. Text Bannon to 989898 today to get your free info kit. Take action. Use your agency. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. We go from Dr. Peter Navarro to Dr. Seb Gorka. Um, Seb, first off, you're going to be there. Let's go to cpac.org slash war room. Make sure you go now. We want to see everybody in the posse, just like in Dallas, just like in Phoenix. 47 bucks off the ticket. The ticket's now 248 Yair Bolsonaro announced today he's going to be there. Everybody, you're going to want to see these speeches. You're going to want to meet these people. And you can meet them when you come be part of the live audience at War Room. We're going to do our live broadcast right there, just like we did in Dallas. So want to meet everybody, greet everybody, hear what you got to say. Dr. Gorka, your assessment of, uh, of the speech uh, today, the talk, with no questions of uh, the commander-in-chief, uh, the illegitimately elected Joe Biden. <laughs> Just when you think it can't get any worse, Steve, hi, greetings to the war room. Um, A, he doesn't take questions, and he's such a dithering fool that he's not going to take questions, but he stops, he pauses, he listens to one of his erstwhile MSM, you know, foot rubbers, ask a question about... Actually, you know, a quasi-journalistic one. Uh, wasn't this an overreaction? Aren't you guys compensate, compensating? He has that weird rictus joker-like grin, refuses to respond, hobbles off a little bit more, and then some Polish uh, reporter says, oh, 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 can you tell us why you're going to celebrate the anniversary of the war in Poland? And then what is his response? He says the following. He says... I'll talk to you in my office. I don't know what does that mean. Does that mean the Oval Office or the fake the fake White House he created in the EEOB? I'll talk to you in my office when when, when there are fewer rude people around. Steve, did he just call the whole of the White House press corps rude? I mean, th- this is the commander in chief. After the last nine days of the, you know, the Beijing balloon fiasco, they look at this and they think, okay, let, let's take Taiwan tonight. Here's the thing. They, they want, but here's what he did today to try to cover, and this is why he didn't take questions. They don't want to talk about the first balloon, which is the one that's important. The others, you know, yeah. who knows? The first one is a big deal because we know it left in Henang. We know we got Admiral Kirby saying we dang near – got wheels up on Blinken, being able to sneak over there. They don't want to talk about a timeline. They don't want to talk about withholding the American people. That's it. And they con- they conflated the thing. That's why he spent most of his time talking about these other, you know, aerial objects, right, that, that got shot down. And this is why they don't want to address anything about this, because they know this is as bad as it gets, Dr. Gorka. So, look, I... I- 
put all of these pieces together in one article. We published it yesterday morning on my Substack. And let's be clear about what we know, okay? The first thing is, let's stop calling them balloons. One of my listeners DM'd me and said, this is an atmospheric satellite. That's a much better description because it's not funny, it's not jokey, you don't confuse it with a party balloon with helium in it. This is an atmospheric satellite. What does it do? It traverses the whole swath of the diagonal of the United States. It manages to loiter after over some of our most sensitive sites. Yes, they've got, according to the DOD, unclass 260 military satellites, that's the Chinese, 260, but there are certain things you can do with a with a balloon at 60,000 feet that you cannot do with the SIGINT aperture equipment and arrays on a satellite that's rotating around the world at you know, various max, okay? So there there is a special purpose for this device. It totally completes its mission. It is shot down. We don't even know if they've even collected the array from underneath it. All we have seen is, you know, the balloon material. So we don't even know if the, the, the IC has any idea what, what it was actually capable of detecting. And then in the space of 48 hours, we shoot down three more. And what does... What does the former board member of Raytheon, who just happens to be the Secretary of Defense, say on Monday when he, was it Tuesday, when he lands in Brussels for the NATO summit? He gets off the plane, he has a presser, and he says the following, the intelligence community will will continue uh, its work to identify the origins, the nature, and the purpose of the vehicles that we shot down. Can, Can we just stop here for a second? We will continue to do the work to identify the nature, the purpose, and the source of vehicles we have already shot down. What would have happened to you if you were in the Pacific, Steve, and you had command over a naval unit? And they engaged and destroyed a vessel, and you didn't know what it was, who it belonged to, or where it was coming from. What would happen to you? Right, right. Just kind of shot. Just kind of. Shot. I think I. I think yeah. I might be called in front of some people. Right. <laughs> maybe a board. Maybe a board, yeah. board of inspection. Maybe right? something called a court martial. Senior, like a like a like a court martial. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like the Kane mutiny. How about that? Yeah, so, so, so we, we have a, a, the most powerful um, military in the world right. that's just shooting stuff because otherwise we're going to be embarrassed. Yeah. What? How does Beijing? Uh, she is in uh, is in uh, Beijing with the mullah, the head mullah of the Persians. They're rubbing up and loving up on each other. The new strategic partnership. The mullahs are already given drones to the Russians, and now she has accepted an invitation for him to go there and make a state visit. How is it? And through their eyes, through the eyes of the criminals, uh, transnational criminals in Beijing, the hardest guys in the world, when they see this performance today, sir, what do they think? Well, let's just talk about what we should have done. So Gordon Chang nailed it. He came on on, on on my radio show, and he said four things we should have done immediately. Number one, all four Chinese consulates in America should have been shut down. Just day one. Expel every member of the embassy except the uh, ambassador and the charge d'affaires. Call, call the ambassador on the carpet at the State Department and issue him a demarche. Thirdly, we have to have a federal ban of the purchase of all real estate in America by the Chinese communist regime and their front organizations, which happens 
far too often close to our military bases. And then lastly, there has to be an avowed declaration from the commander-in-chief that any military action against Taiwan will be very robustly responded to by the American military. None of those things happened. Mark Milley, that disgrace, that overweight disgrace to the U.S. Army uniform that he wears, is still the chairman of the Joint Chiefs. It doesn't matter what he does in Afghanistan, doesn't matter what he whispered to his buddy in Beijing, General Lee, hey, if Trump does something, I'll give you a heads up. It doesn't matter what happens with regards to the balloon, there is no consequences. There, there was a, a Hungarian philosopher who, after the, the collapse of the, the communist regime, when he saw that none of the former criminals were being arrested for what they did to free Hungarians, the secret police officers, the tortures and the disappearances, he, he wrote a big article. It's a historic piece. And the title was Land of No Consequences. Is the newly free Hungary a land of no consequences? I'm going to steal that title for America today. If you're a Democrat, if, if you worked in the White House for President Trump, there's, there's a there's another reality. But if you're a Democrat, there is no consequences for moral turpitude, for incompetence, for arrogance. This week, as the balloons, as the whatever they were, were shot down that we don't know where they came from, the State Department, you can go watch my show on Sunday on Newsmax. The State Department <laughs> issued a video with Blinken in which they announced the launch of the State Department Culinary Corps to bring nations together with, you know, stuffed mushrooms and volivons. The State Department this is, Culinary do, Corps. Do, do you believe that this shows uh, the, the rest of the world that we're acting like a tributary state, given the fact today when he came up and faced the media and faced the American people, they did most of the time – of 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 the of the shuck and jive about the other yeah. three, but yeah. he wouldn't address the atmospheric satellite and and why they withheld this information from the American people until the Billings Montana Gazette uh, broke the story. Doctor Gorka. Well, this this is the real question. So, I had Miranda Devine on today, and and she posited something really quite shocking. So, Charles McGonigal. The uh, FBI head of counterintelligence in New York, who was uh, recently arrested for working for various savory, unsavory individuals in Eastern Europe. That individual was sent from D.C. by Jim Comey to head up counterintelligence in New York. At the same time, and you know this, Steve, at the same time that various agents of the FBI in the New York field office in Chelsea were prepared to blow the story on the Hunter Biden laptop and on the Wiener text messages. He was sent there, yep. it is reasonable to posit, to do counterintelligence against patriotic FBI agents who wanted the truth to get out there. So the question is, are, are we a satrapy nation or do we have elements of the deep state, including the president and his son, doing the bidding every single day behind the scenes? If it's true, not only that we, you know, we've heard the voicemail, you can listen to it, Hunter Biden boasting about being in business with the, quote, effing chief spy of China, but we also have the then director of the FBI sending political hitmen to the biggest field office in America to do counterintelligence against 
loyal, patriotic FBI agents who want the truth about Hunter, about Wiener, to get out there. Steve, this is, forget, you know, the administrative permanent state. This is far, far more scary. Seb, how do people get to your content? The radio show, Substack, all of it. Uh, very easy. SebGorka.com is the website. The Substack is my full name, SebastianGorka.substack.com. The new article is the top article there. We're on all, all social media that matters, Truth Social, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, and of course, you know, um, we're, we're every single day America first. You can download us on your favorite podcast platform three hours a day. Just look up my name, Seb Gorka, and read the article in Substack. Dr. Gorka, a very precise, insightful brain analysis. Thank you very much for joining us, sir. Thank you, sir. The Third World War is upon us. Mitch McConnell's thoughts on that next in the war room. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CC. Thanks to your support, Patriot Mobile has emerged as one of the leaders in the parallel economy. And they have big news. Patriot Mobile now offers services with all three major networks. This means if you're with the big three and like the service but hate their values, you can access them with Patriot Mobile. They also offer a performance guarantee. If you're not happy with your coverage, you can switch between the three major carriers for free. Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider offers nationwide coverage on the best 4G and 5G networks. So you get the same great service while supporting a company that fights to preserve our God-given rights and freedoms. This new year, resolve to stop supporting companies that don't align with your values. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Just go to patriotmobile.com slash Bannon. That is patriotmobile.com slash Bannon or call them at 878-PATRIOT. That's 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code BANNON. That's patriotmobile.com slash BANNON, or call 878-PATRIOT. Do it today. Take action. Use your agency. Ukrainians saying they don't have enough ammo. And even our Defense Department is saying we might have to figure out a way to get more funding so that we have enough ammo for ourselves and to give to allies like Ukraine. What is Biden's responsibility in trying to make sure that people in America whose support for Ukraine is softening will want to continue to try to help them? Well, I'm going to try to help explain to the American people that defeating the Russians in Ukraine is the single most important event going on in the world right now. It will save us an enormous amount of money down the road if the Ukrainians can succeed. They're not asking for any of our personnel. They're asking us for financial help. The Europeans are stepping up. They've done an awful lot that seems not to be recognized. For example, handling enormous numbers of refugees. In terms of the cost of it, Dana, it's about 0.02% of our gross domestic product. We are also monitoring very carefully the money that's being spent. There should be a bipartisan support for this. My biggest criticism of the president is he seems not to have done enough soon enough. Had he moved more rapidly. This is just one lie after another. This is just one lie after another. This is the most important thing to us right now. 
right there. The $19 trillion that we're going to add in the next 10 years because of this scumbag and his CCP asset wife, Chow. And also this, the war that we're getting sucked into by the CCP. That's the most important thing for the United States of America. And the the $20 trillion we're going to add in the next 10 years would never have happened unless he went along with it. There's also a lie. Fox has got their $25 billion, $25 billion. I quote a Fox News article just came out, $200 billion of either cash money or commitments from the United States of America. That is for the humanitarian aid to rebuild the country and help out. We're paying for their GDP right now. I think at $5 billion a month. And all the military aid. Fox gave you the low ball number, the $26 billion. It's $200 billion. We can put that Fox story up whenever Denver gets it. $200 billion. $200 billion. And he says it's being closely monitored. That's a lie. MTG had to come up and say we've got to have audits. Everything he's saying is a lie. And it's either because of the compromised position with the CCP asset wife, Chow, or it's because the defense contractors and the armaments manufacturers and the warmongers who are all meeting in Munich, right, and his little buddy uh, Lindsey Graham and all these guys be scurrying over there to get their blood money. This country's in a financial crisis and now we're in a war crisis. And no, and he says we don't they never ask for our personnel. That's another lie. We, we're targeting for them right now. We're doing all the targeting from Poland. We're doing all the targeting from Poland. We're going to do all the maintenance, all the logistics on the tanks. Everything that came out of his mouth is a bald face freaking lie. And if people in the Senate don't have the balls to stand up, and if the people in the House don't have the balls to stand up to this, as we're getting sucked into it, all of our armaments that should be going to the South China Sea and to Taiwan to defend something we must defend, Silicon Valley West, we have no strategic interest. And don't give me the liberty and everything. We have no strategic interest in a border conflict of Slavic entities, you know, 8,000 miles away. It's not our fight. We did it in World War One. We did it in World War Two. We did it in the Cold War. And then we only did it in the western part of Europe. And the western part of the, the tippy tip, as President Trump would say, the tippy tip of the western part. The killing fields, the bloodlands, it's not our deal. It's never been our deal. Patton said that. Field, uh, Field Marshal Montgomery said that. Even Churchill wasn't crazy. Much as he was in love with, you know, something in the Balkans, he wasn't crazy enough to do that. Everything that came out of Mitch McConnell's face is a lie. Okay? It's a lie, and he's going to try to do it again. We don't have the luxury of $200 billion anymore. $19 trillion. $19 trillion. I told you, as soon as they gave you the model, and they're sitting there on the page one of the New York Times, it's not sustainable. All I told you, ladies and gentlemen, show me the math. Show me the math. And this math is wrong. This math is incorrect. And I told you, they said $1.4 trillion this year. Who told you that? Here, right in the show. I said between $1.5 and $2. $1.4. The rest of it's $2 trillion deficit per year, right, for I think the next nine, next eight or nine. Two trillion dollars. And these are on very good assumptions. You're going to get 30. Tr- you, but first off, this is this is dead on arrival. This is a non-starter. An investment bank that give you this. Hey, this is very interesting. Throw it away. 
Stop kidding yourself. Are you kidding me? You're beyond bankrupt. Everything out of Mitch McConnell's face is a lie. And we are not going to tolerate sending the blood and treasure of this nation on another episode like Afghanistan, in Iraq, in Vietnam. It is not going to happen. And you're getting people worked up on this now. You have to look at both of them. You have to look at that, and you have to look at what the CCP's doing. And now you can't even get them ammo. And we have a moral obligation. You're not even going to get these folks ammo, and they're getting pounded. I saw the FT today. I think it's 30,000 rounds a day. It's some amazing. The, 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 a tonnage they're hitting each other with is unbelievable, un, unheard of in, in military history, pounding each other with artillery shells. We'll get into more on this in the second hour and then uh, obviously tomorrow. Everything out of Mitch McConnell. And by the way, Fox, you got the story up with the $200 billion. Why do you put in there? And that's another, that's another one of the Bush apparatchiks that was selling the war in Afghanistan and Iraq, lying every day. She and Nicole Wallace up there in front of America, lying every day of the dead and the wounded and the $9 trillion. This is one of the reasons. You see why this? we got $31 trillion. It's the Bush and Obama fiasco in Afghanistan and Iraq. The lies and misrepresentations there. We don't have the luxury anymore. There's no more luxury. And yes, his wife is a CCP asset. The whole family is a CCP asset. Schweitzer walks through the whole thing. That's where they get their money from. The old man runs the shipping company over there in Taiwan, and they have all the port stuff in mainland China. And you only do that when you're totally hardwired in, hardwired in to the CCP. They're taking their cut. It's obscene. It's an obscenity. And he sits there doing the most important thing in the world is the freedom. The freedom. You're an evil, 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 evil man, sir. You're an evil man. And I say that's even without being a fan of President Trump. You're just pure evil. You just reek. You just reek. That evil just comes out of every pore of your freaking body. Okay. I'm going to get Mike Davison now. You see, I can get a, I can get a, I can get a guy, a hard-headed Irishman here. Uh, Mike Davis, you, you've been all over. First off, President Trump, they're all up and down. MSNBC, they got this thing in Fulton County. It's going to be the biggest thing in the universe. They're going to release the grand jury. It's all this stuff. They've got fake electors. They've got other guys that are doing everything. And I get a thing that it's a couple of guys that might have committed perjury. What, what's going on? I'm kind of de- If I'm MSNBC, I'm kind of deflated. This, I think, this is getting to be the Russia. You know, the walls are closing in. The walls are closing in on Trump. What did Fulton County tell me today, sir? So, yeah, there was a 26-person grand jury. They put out part of the report, and it's a nothing burger. This Fannie Willis, who is the Fulton County DA, is a left-wing radical Democrat. Her dad was a Black Panther. Uh, it was, they were trying to get Trump. And they were trying to get Trump on this theory that somehow it's a crime for President Trump to uh, uh, to to try to use his First Amendment rights to influence the election. You have you have a First Amendment right to to redress government. And they were trying to turn this into some criminal conspiracy with Trump that he violated uh, some laws in Georgia by the way he was pushing elected officials in Georgia on the presidential election. It's nonsense. It's nothing. It's a nothing burger. And they're, uh, they might get some per- perjury charges out of this that are that are unrelated to President Trump. So 
I, I think what the headline out of this is President Trump is cleared in Fulton County, even with this radical left wing Democrat DA uh, in Fulton County pushing this bogus investigation, trying to criminalize democracy and elections. She, she's actually let's cut to the chase. She's a, she's a, you would agree she's an activist. She's an activist. Well, of, of course. I mean, her dad's a Black Panther. Her dad was a Black Panther. I mean, she was she was raised to be an activist. Of course, she's an activist. Um, and so this is a nothing burger. You've said from August 8th, the Mar-a-Lago is a total nothing burger. Uh, the Pence situation at the grand jury, I take it he fights this not on executive privilege, but he's got the speech and debate clause. But this thing will this will this will take a while to walk to make its way through the courts. Um, at the end of the day, what's going to happen now that President Biden got caught with, uh, you know, four sets of classified documents in three different locations, including classified documents from when, when he was the vice president. There's evidence from Miranda Devine at the New York Post that that Hunter Biden may have used these classified documents or this classified information on Ukraine for this 22 point email where Hunter Biden uh, all of a sudden became an expert in the geopolitics of Ukraine to, in order to secure uh, the Ukraine deal. Uh, apparently, he put down the crack pipe long enough to go learn about the geopolitics of Ukraine. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's just there's no chance that Garland can go after Trump. Now, we've said from day one. President I think what I think. Hold it. I think one. I think one of the girls. I think one of the sporty types. I think one of the sports. We say. I think one of the sporty types briefed him. Right. That's how. That's how you got. I think the one he was pulling the hair back from the back. Didn't she brief him on 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 uh, on the ins and outs of uh, of the geostrategic importance of Crimea? I think that was in the twenty two bullets. Not exactly what you think Hunter's going to give you, right? <laughs> he turned the pages for him while he was smoking his crack pipe, so they could so he could multitask. <laughs> I got it. So you think that's you think that's a joke, right? What about what do you, what about Pence's fight on this uh, executive privilege? Also, the the, the speech uh, clause in the Congress of, of the uh, getting called before J six. Well, that's he, it's actually legitimate. As the vice president, you're the president of the Senate, and you have the speech uh, speech and debate clause where you can't haul in members of Congress to testify. Uh, and uh, there, I, I think there's gonna there are gonna be you, there's gonna be a hundred senators who support Pence on the speech and debate clause because they don't want to set a precedent where they get hauled before grand juries to testify about their work. So uh, all, all this is going nowhere. Uh, they, they 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 were able to use it to affect the midterm elections. It's not going anywhere. If they go after Trump for his his lawful possession of presidential records under the Presidential Records Act. Then how do you how, how do you not go after then Vice President Biden for his clear violation of the Espionage Act by having unauthorized stolen classified records uh, in three different unsecure locations? Real quickly, I'd like to hold you through the break. I want to get into the investigations in the FCC and all this. Um, real quickly, the the the. Um the Electoral Count Act of 1887, they changed, they changed that. Uh, you know, nobody knew about it. They changed that, and they get it passed. They stuffed it in the omnibus bill. Isn't that an issue form going forward that they actually took what the law was at the time and rewrote it to kind of comport to what the case they're trying to make? Is, is You find that odd, and they never talk about it, that it got passed. And it, it was so straightforward that they had to tuck it into the omnibus bill, sir? They had to hide it because it was it was it had so much popular support and it was just so glaringly obvious they stuck it in the omnibus bill at you know so at three o'clock in the morning so yeah it's just unbelievable it's incredible 
Uh, Mike, just hang on for one second. We'll take a short commercial break. I want to ask Mike, uh, a couple of these uh, investigations. Are we moving quickly enough? We want action, action, action. Also, some issues about the FCC and big tech. As Mike Davis is the uh, is the lead, uh, uh, got the lead tank here on taking down big tech. Short commercial break. Back in the warm in just a moment. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a small retail business almost $80,000. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a manufacturing business nearly two hundred and fifty grand, And COVIDtaxrelief.org just got a large distribution business almost $900,000. If you run a business, church, or nonprofit and paid your employees through all or part of the pandemic, you could qualify for up to $26,000 per employee through the government's CARES Act. But beware of clickbait or pay upfront companies who make you do the work and take a huge percentage of your refund. COVIDtaxrelief.org receives a low reasonable commission only after you receive your refund. And with 300 CPAs and tax experts, no one is better at getting you the maximum benefit than COVIDtaxrelief.org. Visit COVIDtaxrelief.org now because this plan expires soon. That's COVIDtaxrelief.org, COVIDtaxrelief.org. The refund examples are not a guarantee and not all businesses qualify. That's why you have to check today with COVIDtaxrelief.org. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Okay, Mike Davis, uh, by the way, on Getter, we're up all the time. We're doing live streams. I'm putting up uh, content all the time, articles, so is the entire team. It's free. It's easy. You can follow Mike Davis on there. He gets a little spicier on uh, Twitter, but he's giving you hard-hitting information on Getter. That's the difference. Uh, Davis, you, you, you are my guy when I go to these investigations and look, I'm glad we won. I think McCarthy's guys doing a good enough job right now, but I'm just not, I know they're getting organized, but I'm just not totally feeling it that it's aggressive enough. There are enough subpoenas. They should be subpoenaing people's secretaries, all of it. And you know, I'm, I'm just still not quite feeling it. Your, your thoughts and how can we make, how can we help them make it better? Look, I, as everyone knows, I have been a very vocal critic of Jim Jordan because of his uh, stance on big tech. So I'm really trying to be fair here on this select committee on the weaponization of the federal government because it's so critically important. Uh, why has why it taken six weeks to issue subpoenas uh, for documents? They didn't even issue subpoenas for these big tech executives to come before the committee in a hearing. They just asked for documents. Why did that take six weeks? You, you contrast House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer, 
who was off to a running start and was issuing subpoenas and, uh, and, and letters on day one. It's taken six weeks for the weaponization committee, and they're just getting documents and not calling um, does witnesses. Jim does Jim have too much? Is Jim, is Jim Jordan, who's a great guy, does he have too much on his plate, given he is judiciary and they got so much coming through judiciary and doing weaponization? Well, here's the problem. This is what I've heard: is that he's trying to staff this from his full committee staff. He's trying to run this with the House Judiciary Committee staff who work for the chairman. And the problem with that is, is they have a thousand other things on their plate. And the whole point of a select committee is to focus on the singular issue. So you have a select committee, you need to have a select committee staff. Now, I've heard that Jim Jordan doesn't want to have a staff with a select committee because it will uh, it will give Democrats staff. Well, I would my response would be Democrats already have a huge staff. It's called the FBI. It's called the CIA. It's called the rest of the Justice Department, the rest of the federal government, where it's like 95 percent Democrat and they hate Republicans and they particularly uh, hate House Republicans. And so I think what we need to do in this House Select Committee is they need to hire a staff director, they need to hire a chief counsel, they need to hire a big staff, because this is a big undertaking that uh, uh, that this committee is doing here. They're, they're going to go after the FBI, the CIA, uh, the rest of the federal government. That is not a light undertaking. You have to have a dedicated staff to do that, and you have to be aggressive. We have a two-year window of opportunity. We Republicans could lose the House in two years. This is critically important. It has to get done. And it can't be some Benghazi charade again. We need to have a real committee here, a real select committee here uh, doing the, the, the heavy lifting. I, I learned this working for Senate Judiciary, then Senate Judiciary Committee Chairman Chuck Grassley, who is the king of oversight. I, I was the staff leader for 30 hearings for uh, then Chairman Chuck Grassley. He's the, like I said, he's the king of oversight. He's been doing it for decades. I would recommend that Jim Jordan's staff go talk to, uh, to, uh, to Senator Grassley's oversight staff on the budget committee now because they can help them. And they, they really need to get moving. I want Jim Jordan to succeed here. I want his team to succeed. And they just need, they need to get moving. That We've known we've won the election since November 8th. Uh, it's not a surprise in, in January when you take over as the House Judiciary Committee chairman that you were handed the gavel. Why is it taking six months to issue subpoenas. Why are you only issuing subpoenas for documents? Why are you not hauling these big tech executives and putting them in a chair? Why aren't you hauling in the FBI director, the CIA director, uh, other key officials and putting them in chairs and questioning them? Uh, it's why are we giving up our leverage by not subpoenaing witnesses to come testify? It, this is just baffling to me. Uh, the bottom line is, is this needs to be professionalized. They need to bring in a dedicated staff who know what they're doing, and they need to get moving on this. Um, let's go ahead and play. I want to play a cold open for you and have you uh, respond to it, sir. You've been a significant political donor over the years, giving over $32,000. You gave. Do you believe it was poor judgment to give 12 separate political contributions to Democrat senators while your nomination was pending? Senator... I'm a citizen who just wanted to participate so, so in the yes Democratic process. So yes or no, do you think it's poor judgment no. to cut checks to senators who are voting on your nomination while it's pending? No other nominee that we can find has ever done that. Do you think it was poor Relatively judgment? Relatively small donations? No, I don't. It was over $1,000, $32,000 over your life. Well, that's over my life. Well, over $1,000 while your nomination was pending. All right. Mike Davis, what did we just see right there and why is it important? 
so Gigi San is one of the uh, is the nominee for the FCC, and it, it's there are uh, five commissioners on the FCC. Two are Republican appointed, two are Democrat appointed. Gigi San would make this a Democrat appointed FCC. She is a terrible pick. Uh, President Biden nominated her in the last Congress, Democrat con controlled Congress. She couldn't get through because she's so partisan. She she said that Fox News is a threat to democracy. She retweeted that the good men and women of uh, law enforcement across this country are, are quote, uh, armed goons. When she was asked about that in her th third nomination hearing recently, unprecedented third nomination hearing, you usually have one. She had a, a second hearing last Congress because she had an ethics issue where she had, she cut a sweetheart deal with this nonprofit the day after she was nominated or, or the, they announced her nomination. This third hearing, she was questioned about calling uh, police officers armed goons, and she said, "Oh, she said, quote, okay, well, again, that was that's one tweet out, out of eighteen thousand. She's she's a she's a partisan Democrat, partisan activist. She has a, she's attacked uh, Democrats and Republicans on the Commerce Committee. It's baffling to me." Wow. That, that President Biden would renominate her. She's she just doesn't have the judgment or temperament to serve on the FCC. We got to fight this one, um, Mike. How do people get to you? How do they get to your uh, site, uh, Article Three, and how do they get to your social media? Article Three Project Article Number Three Project at Article Three Project at Article Number Three Project, and my personal is at MRD DMIA MRD DMIA. Thank you, Steve. Mike Davis, thank you, sir, for all of it. Okay, we're going to go out with the music of the Holy Spirit here at this revival, this awakening. We're going to take a short break. We'll be back with hour two. We're going to go to East Palestine, Ohio. The good folks out there next in the War Room. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger, better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash war room to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. 
That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.